0: Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast, followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light. The private writings of the Saint of Calcutta. Chapter 9 continued. He has cut off one more human help. In April 1960, Father Picachi was transferred from St. Xavier's College in Calcutta to Basanti. So Mother Teresa was to lose him as her spiritual director. As she had recognized God urging her to open her heart to Father Picachi, so now she recognized him challenging her to give up this important support. In her parting letter to her confessor, she admitted that Father Prakatchi's transfer was a real sacrifice. Nonetheless, she accepted it with graciousness, serenity, and gratitude for all his help. Dear Reverend Father, some years back when you gave the retreat to the novices, and I made it with them, our Lord forced me to speak to you and open myself. And then as if to approve my sacrifice, he made you our confessor. I have opened my soul with all its trials and darkness. And the working of God, as you say, to you. Each confession in writing or speaking to you has been a great sacrifice. Only that I knew for certain that I could not refuse. I spoke to you. And now I just want to thank you for all your kindness to me and your patience. For you put up with all my trials, repeating myself each time, yet you never seemed tired of it all. Keep my soul with all its darkness and loneliness, its longing and the torturing pain, close to the altar. Pray for me, much and often. For now it seems he has cut off one more human help, and left me alone, to walk alone in darkness. Pray for me, that I may keep up the smile of giving without reserve. Pray that I may find courage to walk bravely and with a smile. Ask Jesus not to allow me to refuse him anything, however small. I would rather die. I beg one favor of you. Please destroy everything that I've written to you. I wrote all these because I had to. But now, they are no longer necessary any longer. Please, Father, destroy them. To ask you to come, I think that I will not do. But if Jesus asks you to come, please come and I will be grateful. Thank you for all the good you have done to the sisters and the wonderful way you have guided them always with your eyes fixed on Jesus and our rules. My prayer for you will be a daily one that you may become more and more like Jesus and bring many souls to him. God bless you, Father. Yours in Jesus, M. Teresa MC. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God are guardians dear to whom God's love commits us here. Ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle God of youth. Apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Do you think Mother Teresa wanted to be a priest? Well, no. She was quite happy in her vocation. She understood that God had chosen 12 men, 12 apostles, to be his first priests. And that the church was bound by this decision. And so this letter to her spiritual father, in which she expresses her gratitude, it shows a great love for the priesthood. It shows a respect for the good that a priest can do. She understands that there is a way in which this priest can guide other souls, that a priest as a priest, in his vocation as a priest, as a spiritual father can do much good for other people. That a priest, if he becomes more and more like Jesus, can bring many souls to Jesus. And that's what she prays for. In other words, Mother Teresa was very aware that she had a vocation, that this Father Paccacci had his vocation, that her sisters had their own vocation. And this was not something to be sad about, that we don't have the vocation of someone else. Mother Teresa knew that there were souls that only she could touch. She knew that there was work that a nun, a sister could do. She knew that there's work that a priest could do. So let's pray tonight that God will raise up many holy priests. Let's ask God to give us the grace to open ourselves to the priests that he's put into our lives and to appreciate the ones that we do have. Because this section reminds us that we don't know when God might take a priest away from us. We don't know when priests might be transferred. We don't know when God will call a priest home. We don't know when we'll have to have another priest as our confessor. But the Lord promises that fundamentally, it's not this or that individual priest who's at work in the priest, Catholic priesthood. It's Jesus. That's why she says to Father Piccacci at the end, yours in Jesus. Jesus Christ conforms a man's soul to himself in such a profound way at his ordination that when that priest speaks in certain ways, at Mass, in the confessional, Christ himself speaks through him. This is my body. And the priest says that. It's Christ acting in him, speaking through him. The priest's whole identity is bound up with Jesus. He's prolonging. The priesthood of Christ the head in the church, so that the church, the body of Christ, can be sanctified. The priest becomes holy only insofar as he serves the bride, only insofar as he builds up the body of Christ. It's in that service that he provides, helping for the unfolding of baptismal grace, helping lay people become saints in their own homes. Helping religious sisters like Mother Teresa to find their way, to have someone to listen to, to be a spiritual father, to console her. All of this, it's in this service that a priest becomes holy. Does holy orders make a priest holy? Well, indirectly. Does marriage make us holy? Indirectly, these two sacraments, marriage and holy orders, are sacraments of communion. They're sacraments for the the mission of the church. And those who receive them get sanctified by them insofar as they are used for the service of another. And the priest, sharing in Christ's own spousal love for the bride, Is able by the power of Jesus to serve the church. And Mother Teresa had no wish to be a priest. (laughs) She didn't want, she was happy where she was, even though she's suffering. And just because someone's called to be a priest, that doesn't mean you become holier in itself. And we can see from this letter that holiness and the priesthood are not the same thing. We can become saints without being priests. Thanks be to God. And who are the two holiest human persons? Joseph and Mary, and they're not priests. The path to holiness is the path that each one of us has to walk. But that path eventually becomes very dark. And God often gives us a companion for a while. But eventually even those companions are often taken away. One more human help is taken away. And we go forward in the darkness. But behind us, pushing us forward, is our Lord. For he said, I am with you always, even to the end of time. Our Lord ascended into heaven, not to be far from us, but be close to us. He dwells in our hearts. By faith, hope, and charity, we're connected to him. We're bonded to him. And where did we get faith and hope and charity? From our baptism. And who baptized us? The priest. And how is faith, hope, and charity restored if we fell away? Confession. And who heard our confession? The priest. And how is our faith, hope, and charity strengthened so that we can be strong, against opposition and bearing witness to Christ, confirmation. And who confirmed us, the high priest, the bishop, or his delegate? And how is this faith, hope, and charity in us, how does it grow? How does it become holy, increasing in intensity? Prayer and the Eucharist. And who feeds us with the Eucharist? The priest. Mother Teresa, pray for us. that We might always honor the priesthood for its position in the church, for the way in which we are fed and nourished by the priest. Let us not turn a blind eye and pretend like there aren't human failings in priests or pretend like priests are not men and pretend like there could be nothing wrong with a priest. No, we always have to distinguish the person from his office. We have to love the priesthood because we love Christ, because it's through the priests that we are nourished in word and sacrament. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.